far wing Svechnikov. He shakes off Jones. He'll center one by Fogel. Through the slot. Here's Martinuk. His shot. Scores! Jordan Martinuk. How about that? 10-33 left in regulation. Carolina back up by one. Third terrifying. Through the slot. Let go by Stahl. Svechnikov. They score! Hey, hey! What do you say? Sebastian Ajo. What a play. Power play goal. Carolina with a 5-3 lead. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Well, I sure hope you stayed up past 11 o'clock for the Hurricanes and the Edmonton Oilers because that was a treat. Wasn't always pretty. And Carolina was not significantly better than Edmonton, if they were better at all. Uh, but they come away with a 6-3 to three win. I'm not sure how often this happens, but the Hurricanes scored the first three goals. Edmonton scored the next three goals. Carolina scored the last three goals. What you heard there to start were goals 4 and 5 for Carolina after Edmonton had really put the pedal down uh, and come all the way back from a 3 nothing deficit. They scored one time in the second period and then twice in the third as the one thing Carolina could not do was go to the penalty box and they had to kill off a five-on-three, which they did, but ultimately with eight seconds left in the power play remaining, uh, Edmonton made it 3-2. They were continuing to buzz, hemming Carolina in behind their own net. They make it 3-3. And all of a sudden, Carolina is absolutely reeling. And Edmonton kept pushing after that. So they finally did get the puck out. On, and I'm pretty sure on their first time possessing the puck, forget about a shot. Forget about a shot on goal. First time possessing the puck in the third period. Martinuk comes off the bench after a great shift by, uh, by the Svech, Stahl, and uh, Fogel line. Uh, Martinuk comes off the bench and makes it 4-3 with a wrist shot. Just looked look like it was inside the left post. Uh, and it's 4-3. And now all of a sudden, Carolina's got the momentum. Uh, so you heard the Martinuk goal to make it 4-3. And then a, uh, a power play goal for Carolina. Their third power play goal of the night. Uh, with Zach Cassian in the box and actually done for the night because he picked up a 10-minute misconduct uh, in the box for roughing James Reimer, Carolina's goaltender. Uh, but on that power play, unreal passing from Te- Tevo Teravainen to Andrei Svechnikov, a one-time pass to Sebastian Ajo right on the doorstep. And uh, it was 5-3, and it was over at that point, although there was still more than seven minutes left. Uh, but Carolina really carried the play uh, from that point on, uh, there's a lot of this game that Rod Brindamore is going to love, and there's some of it he's going to not like at all, uh, because Carolina, I would say from uh, the really the I think the second period through the first ten minutes of the third, like not there. Edmonton was on top of them, and Carolina recovered, played a great final ten minutes. Uh, and I thought they were very good in the first period. Uh, not a good start to the game in terms of uh, you know the play. I thought Edmonton really was the better team. Carolina got the early goal from Ajo, but for the most part, for the first 10 or so minutes, maybe 12 minutes, Edmonton was better. But Carolina got some power play time, 
and uh, cashed in both those opportunities uh, in the first period. This game was about special teams. It was about incredible passing. It was about very good goaltending from James Reimer, and it was from about the stars being stars. Sebastian Ajo, two goals. He's got five in two games now, 18 on the year. Two assists from Tevo Teravainen and Svechnikov. Uh, Turbo's got five assists in the last two games. Dougie Hamilton, one goal, one assist, including the goal was, I think, hysterical in that he faked dumping it in behind the net into the corner uh, and then rifled one inside the far post as Miko Koskinen was sort of cheating to go out to the corner uh, and was caught off balance. And uh, <laughs> Hamilton knocked one in, and it provided uh, also ended up providing the, one of the moments of the game. Hamilton went off uh, into the box in the last minute, in the last two minutes, and a fan was banging on the glass, and Dougie Hamilton just pointed to the scoreboard. You'll put that in the uh, in the vault with the head pat of Brock Nelson of the Islanders as the two teams were lining up for handshakes at the end of that series uh, last season. Uh, but Hamilton uh, with a goal and an assist. And here's the droughts that were ended tonight. Dougie Hamilton, seven games without a goal. Nino Niederreiter, nine games without a goal. Ryan Dezingle, five games without a goal. Uh, and Nino and Dezingle scoring within two minutes, I think it was like a minute 58 of the first period, both on the power play, Nino with a great tip in the slot, and Dezingle with just a nasty far side wrist shot in the, uh, with eight, like uh, four seconds left, I think, in the first period to make it 3 nothing, an absolute back-breaking goal, except Edmonton's back didn't break. That was the plan, right? Edmonton, uh, Edmonton's a high, highly skilled, talented team, uh, but Carolina had enough left in the tank. I thought Jordan Martinook was spectacular tonight. Um, they probably should have made him one of the stars. I know he was in Edmonton, uh, but there were tons of stars for Carolina tonight. Jacob Slavin was a monster on defense. A um, couple of things real quick, and then we'll get to uh, Alec Campbell. Edmonton came into this game first in the power play at more than 30%. First, or I'm sorry, second in the league on the penalty kill. And Carolina decisively won the special teams. Uh, Edmonton scored on just one of five power plays. And Carolina pumped in three out of four on their power play. And that was the difference in the game. This was a specialty team's win for the Hurricanes, they were spectacular shorthanded. In fact, for the first two Edmonton power plays in the first period, to me, that's the reason why Carolina ends up with a 3 nothing lead because they got so much momentum out of back-to-back kills. Um, and after a couple of early good chances that Reimer turned away, Carolina had the better chances, even shorthanded, on Edmonton's power play as, I mean, two just dynamite kills, really, in Carolina, other than, uh, I mean, what are you going to do with a five-on-three? Edmonton's got all that talent out there, uh, and they were just firing shots at Reimer left and right, but they were good. Carolina was really good, and uh, they should be proud of this win. Uh, Zach Cashin had two goals for Edmonton, but he also had 12 penalty minutes because he was absent for the last 10-plus minutes of the game. Connor McDavid, tremendous. He had three assists, but he fumbled a penalty shot. <laughs> after Brett Pesci was uh, cited, I guess, for closing his hand on the puck, covering the puck in the crease. I don't know if he covered it, 
uh, but he certainly uh, gloved it, and he, I think he shoveled it under James Reimer, uh, but uh, they don't let you do that in the NHL. Uh, so let's, uh, when we come back, well, first of all, you got to listen to all these uh, goals. Uh, and then when we come back, we'll, uh, we'll talk to Alec Campbell. Aho for Terrafinen. Terrafinen sends it back for Sebastian. Far corner. Need a rider for Hamilton in the slot. A chip. They score! Right place, right time. Sebastian Aho. 15.45 left in period one. Carolina off and running. Walmart at the hash mark. All the way across midpoint. Gardner tipped in. Out in front. A little tip by Nino Niederreiter. El Nino. His first in 10 games. It's a power play goal. 2-0. Carolina. For eight more seconds off the draw. Centering feet to singles on it. Far wing. His shot. Scores! That's hockey, baby. Ryan to single. Three and a fraction left in the first. 3-0, Carolina. Question about it. Oh, they score! Koskinen fooled on a red line dump-in by Dougie Hamilton. My goodness. 4.41 left in the third period. 6-3, Carolina. All right, the last thing we heard there was Dougie Hamilton's center ice goal where... Uh, Miko Koskinen's going to be mad. He's going to send Dougie hate mail. He's going to get on his Facebook page and curse him out uh, because Dougie faked him out. And then uh, then Dougie went and taunted the Edmonton fans uh, in the penalty box. That was fun. Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath, host. Uh, I hang out with him every day for a minimum of four hours. Uh, and he joins us here on the Morning After podcast. Um, I mean, if you had to boil this down to one element... Wasn't this a special teams victory? Yeah, I would say that that could be one way you look at it. I mean, the other way that I would look at it is the Hurricanes were good with their chances. That's what I would say. Efficient. Uh, They were efficient, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure they were all that great in this game, but the scoring chances they had were pretty. Yeah. I mean, they, they they came up with some big plays and, and difference to me. But, yeah, I mean, anytime you go three of four on the power play and you limit the number one power play unit in the league in Edmonton to one of five, yep. considering the situation you were in, because, I mean, especially – Especially taking two early ones in the first period, two yeah. offensive zone penalties in the first period that they killed. I thought that was huge for them there. And then, I mean, you literally can't start a third period out any worse <laughs> than they did. And I know it was sort of unfortunate for Jacob Slavin because the puck rolled on him a little yeah. bit and he flips it out of play. But then it snowballed from there. And... I mean, yeah, to, to, to only come away from that scenario having given up one goal, I think it's probably a win. But you go up against that power play five times yeah, and to only give up one goal and then to score three of your own, I mean, that's huge, yeah. right? Absolutely. So, but, I mean, it was just a – I thought it was a weird game. Very weird. Incredibly weird, weird game. game. Connor McDavid but, had a penalty play. shot and didn't even get a shot. He skated away. I mean, that's the thing, man. He fumbled it. <laughs> 
Like, is that him? Did someone possess <laughs> Connor McDavid there? Like, what the hell was that? I don't even get it. I, I don't mean, even. It was, it was close to the beginning of the period, too. Yeah. So it's not like you had a bunch of bad ice out there. But, man, it was just a weird game, I thought, altogether. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, the way they started was weird. You know, the Hurricanes scored the first goal, but that was really their only good scoring chance yeah. in that that span of time and then they kind of grabbed a hold of the game and then the second period was a lot of Edmonton I sure. thought I did too and you kind of you kind of felt the, the the push coming and then the third period it came and you're like okay well this is this is kind of what we've been waiting for considering the way the game started and then the second period and now they're kind of reaping what they sow here yeah and then Edmonton derped it up. So, yeah, the Zach Cassian, the Zach Cassian uh, penalty for roughing up James Reimer, and then he took a ten-minute misconduct as well. Yeah, just dumb, and it cost his team because uh, the ensuing power play ended up with the uh, the Ajo second goal. Um, right. And we'll talk more about uh, that in a second. But just to kind of sum up what you're saying, because I feel the same way. I uh, thought maybe the last eight, nine, maybe 10 minutes of the first period, Carolina was really good. They got some energy off the two penalty kills, and they got power plays of their own, and they scored on them. Uh, the Dezingle goal probably should have been a backbreaker uh, with four seconds left in the period. But as it turns out, no, because the game ended up 3-3. Three, 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 and clearly nobody on the Hurricanes is paying attention to my Twitter account because I said specifically after the second period, the you just can't go to the penalty box. And then, of course, we saw how that started. Um, but once Carolina, once the, the they got their first shot of the third period was the Martinook goal. Um, yeah. And they took the game over from there. They really did. Uh, so, like, the, the last 10 minutes of the first period and the last 10 minutes of the game, Carolina dominated. Um, and in the middle of that, it probably wasn't all that great. Yeah. And I'm just glad that they did that so that, we didn't have to go to overtime and uh, <laughs> continue waiting for this game to end post-midnight because yeah. here we are doing the morning after pod on the morning after. That's right. It's already the morning after. It's uh, an actual literal pod. All right. The, the passing clinic. We we were marveling in the uh, the win over Minnesota at uh, Tevo Teravainen for his just Magic Johnson-like ability uh, yeah. To make make it easy for Sebastian Ajo, Ajo g- gave Turbo total credit for uh, for two of the goals for two great passes, uh, and Svechnikov's goal against Minnesota was precisely because of a Teravainen pass. Uh, but Svechnikov flashed a great pass on the five uh, on the goal that made it five three. Uh, it was Teravainen across to Svechnikov with a one touch pass to Ajo at the uh, just on the other side of the goal. I mean, he was right there on the doorstep. I mean, it makes it easy for Ajo when both of his goals were essentially just don't screw it up because the passing was so good. For years, this team was not a great passing team. Uh, But they've got guys who have elite offensive ability and high hockey IQs, uh, and those three guys on the ice together can be lethal. Well, and maybe... maybe Tavo's right. Maybe he shouldn't shoot anymore. He should just pass all the time because he's absurd. And he does it like multiple ways, right? So like, and the thing is, the the trickle down effects of the first good 
pass because on that second power play goal that Ajo scored, or the second goal that Ajo scored, it wasn't the second power play goal. Right. But if the first pass from Tavo isn't good, right. then Svechnikov can't make the one touch mm-hmm. down to Ajo on the back door. So you have Tavo making that pass through the slot that way, and then you have the one-touch pass for the first goal that he set Ajo up on, on Dougie Hamilton's little slap pass into the slot. So he's doing it a bunch of different ways. Yeah, Svech now uh, 21 assists. He's got 34 points. Tara Vonden has 24 assists. He's got 31 points. Remember when Sebastian Ajo wasn't scoring goals? He's <laughs> yeah, remember when he wasn't scoring against goaltenders? <laughs> right. Like, that was the thing. It was like, when's he going to score against an actual goalie? Yeah, he's got and 18 now. <laughs> right, and he's got five in the last two games. All right, uh, because it is the morning after already, we're going to make this quick. Uh, goaltender in Vancouver will be dot, dot, dot. I think it's going to be Mrazek. I do too. But but I think you could probably make an argument to go back to Reimer. I mean, yeah, I mean you but, could. I I think and I thought I actually think James was outstanding tonight. I really do. Uh but I think you'll see Reimer. I I uh, just just a hunch that uh they'll switch off and we'll see how uh, Mrazek plays in Vancouver. And that will determine who goes in Calgary. Some of our friends uh, started scoring goals again. Uh, Nino snapped a nine-game drought. Uh, yeah. Dougie had a quiet seven-game goal-scoring yeah, drought. That, that snuck up on me. Yeah, and uh, and our friend Ryan Dezingle, who I thought played a very good game uh, yeah. tonight, had uh, had a five-game drought, and Aho went seventy-two hours without a goal. Yeah, Niederreiter had two points tonight. Yeah, he did. Because uh, he had an assist. And, Played well. You know, also, I thought, I thought Natchez was pretty good tonight. I thought, I thought Marty turn. was excellent tonight. Yeah. Um, what, but what do you think about the about giving up the three-goal lead, though? Uh, I think Carolina just was kind of just back on their heels. I don't know if, it was the, if scoring three times in the first period uh, was – uh, a bad omen because we saw this happen in Tampa, and I know Trip mentioned it on the broadcast that they gave up uh, that they can't play the way they played after getting a three goal lead. Um, I didn't think the second period was as bad uh, as the second period was in Tampa, where they didn't give up a goal, but they were lucky to not give up a goal. Um, yeah. uh, but it wasn't great, and Carolina just didn't generate, I think, anything dangerous. They had a they had a couple of good chances. They had a couple of posts, uh, and yeah. Tara Viner, I think had a chance that he missed the net on. Um, but for the most part, that was Edmonton's period. And the beginning of the third period, I uh, just got started badly with the two power plays, and uh, and then Edmonton from there just was all over the place. Um, yeah. And Carolina made two mistakes in front of their own net tonight. Dougie Hamilton on the on the goal that made it three three. Uh, just like Aho did on uh, the goal that made it 3-1, just kind of lost touch with where Zach Cashin was, uh, and he yeah. was alone to make the play. So those are things they'll look at on video and kind of, whether they clean them up or not, but they'll point them out. Um, and those are mistakes like, oh, man, you can't, you can't fall asleep with a lead. Yeah, I mean, I just, I guess the theory is always, or the, the talk is always, oh, you gave up a 3 nothing lead. You should never, you should never do that. But I guess everything is sort of contextual in the sense that, you know, I didn't really think they 
were all that good. So I'm not right. necessarily surprised that they gave it up, right? I think what you, you um, said earlier was they kind of got what they deserved uh, in the third period because they had been uh, not the better team for the bulk of that game. But the good thing is, is that this team has the ability... Um, yeah. And I think I think what we saw a little bit of tonight, which is I which I think is encouraging, is I think we saw a little bit of the stamp of Jordan Martinook on this team tonight. Uh, not really the goal. The goal is great, obviously, and he, the fact that he does it basically in front of his entire family is amazing. Um, right. But you know, Martinook was on the ice, and Joel Edmondson was on the ice when Cashin took his took a few liberties with Reimer, and uh, that's you know it's a good. It's good to have uh, 48 back in the mix. And it's nice that he's playing well and he's contributing. He blocked a shot with his hip. That can't yeah. feel good. Uh, but he got back on the ice and was killing killing another penalty. Uh, so he's fine. Um, I mean, that attitude is necessary. Uh, sometimes the attitude you have, you bring to the ice, is more important than the skill you bring to the ice. Maybe the attitude is a skill and we don't, we don't consider it a skill. But I think that element is uh, is such an important part of what Carolina needs to be about. Yeah, and if that third line keeps playing the way that they're playing, and, I mean, what a good fourth line it could be to have Martin Oak and McGinn back there, yeah. whoever else is with them. I don't even really care. Yeah, well, I don't think but... it'll be Gautier all that much longer. Uh, he did have, I think Gautier had one really good shift where he defended uh, Drysaddle really well, uh, but there were more uh, there were more mistakes than positive impact plays, and uh, he didn't play a ton. And there were a lot of a hey, uh, Fogel, you go out and take Gautier shift, uh, you know, uh, Jordan, you go out and take Gautier shift. Uh, there was a lot of replacing Julian Gautier on the ice, not just in the third period, really. It was in the first period as well when he took a penalty early. Uh, he only played a little, about a, about a minute and a half of the first. He ended up, I think, playing just under seven minutes. Uh, and part of that, most of that really came in the second period um, when Carolina had, at one point, a 3 nothing lead. So, Alec, thank you, man. So there you have it. Carolina is 19-11-1 on the season. They're fourth in the Metropolitan Division. They're 9-6-1 on the road. And they will play in Vancouver on Thursday night. That's a 10 o'clock start. Alec will have the Stormwatch starting at 9.30 on 99.9 The Fan. And then uh, we'll do the morning after podcast, as we always do the morning after podcast. The morning after, uh, although actually that will probably be the morning of whatever happens in Vancouver. This has been the Morning After Podcast. Good night. Good morning. Bye. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast.